and welcome to Barbatos Catholic Podcast, the show where three Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. We are your hosts, Gustavo, Ivan, and Walter, and today we are going to talk about anger management. But first, a word from our sponsor. Now is a great time to learn more about CMF Curo as a Catholic healthcare option for your family. You can join anytime throughout the year, plus you'll experience an authentic Catholic community that cares about your whole health, spirit, mind, and body. CMF Curo members share medical burdens in community, have access to a spiritual director, concierge services, health and spiritual resources, and more. Visit MyCatholicHealthcare.com to learn more about CMF Curo. That's MyCatholicHealthcare.com. I just want to start by saying that we are not going to talk about the Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> Wait, what? Sorry, Ivan. <laughs> I prepared for that. Dang it. I watched it today. No, of all the Adam Sandler movies, I think that's one of the top five worst ones that he has made. What? I don't like Anger Management. No. Oh, uh, dude, the scene where Jack Nicholson throws the eggs. I, I only watched I said it over easy. Oh, I remember that that scene, but I only watched that movie once. Same. I was like out of going, coming out of my Adam Sandler phase Mm. at that time. I mean, Happy Gilmore just turned 25 years old. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. And it aged so well. (laughs) 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 I do say so myself. (laughs) That is very funny. I think my my top three Adam Sandler movies would be um, 51st Dates. So good. And then um, Waterboy and Bobby Boucher. Bobby Boucher. <laughs> HQL. <laughs> and the third one, I don't know, this is going to be kind of a, a very polemic one, but the one where he is the the, the son of Satan. Dude, oh, Little Nicky. Little Nicky. Love that movie. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> That's such a quote of a movie. I mean, it's so, it's so bad. Now I want to go watch Little Nicky. I, I have like vague memories of that one. It's very weird. Mm-hmm. But, you know. His dad. I know Satan. Harvey Keitel is his dad. Yeah, right? that's Satan. And then his mom is an angel and it's Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> but anyways, we said that we are not going to talk about that. <laughs> 40 minutes in. No, hombre, güey. Luego cuando le hacen la otra en la cena esta. We just missed the popcorn on this I one. Know. Seriously, man. Uh, anyway, other than that, I didn't have anything else prepared for banter. So I guess we just jump in. Um, okay. So we have talked about like having uh, problems with with anger, like controlling our tempers and and whatnot sprinkled in several different episodes. Um, And um, I think that that is normal for men to um, have difficulty with like aggressiveness and lust. Um, I think one of the men's conference that I went to and, and some of the priests that I've talked to in the confessional, they're basically like, yeah, you're going to struggle with that for the rest of your life. I'm like, thanks, Father. That's very encouraging. <laughs> um, 
but I, I like for example, I thought that with with anger, I had a good handle of it, um, because like I used to be like a very explosive child, I guess, in my temper. Like I would not get what I want, and I would throw a temper tantrum immediately. And you know how your tias would be like, "Ay, qué corajudo el niño," right? <laughs> um, and you get that fame, right? Like, uh -huh. like el you're corajudo. el corajudo. It's like yeah. that's who you are, and it defines you as your person. Mm -hmm. um, and um, and I didn't want to be that. And I, 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 I was like, I'm going to control my temper. I'm not gonna let things affect me because I would take every single commentary like personal. You'd be like, "Oh, that's a nice shirt," and I was like, "What does that mean?" <laughs> You don't like my other shirts, <laughs> you know? Bien pinche peleonero. What? You were not expecting that one. No. no. Um, so, in a way, I, I feel like it was kind of like uh, this purification of, um, of my character um, while I was single. But then... I got married and then I started having children and now I'm like, what's going on? I used to be able to control my temper, but now I have four children under five, under six, um, that I am having a hard time controlling my temper around them because... Mm -hmm. You know, you at least in my case, I get like this sensory overload when they are all in the witching hour getting <laughs> getting very crazy all together. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like they're like, how about we make as much noise as we can at the same time to and see if daddy's head will explode. <laughs> right. It's like. Like, oh, that's why I, when did you start uh, developing this problem with high blood pressure? I was like, you see, I started having children <laughs> and I also eat like, like garbage. Um, but to the point where um, I started to catch myself and then my beautiful bride kind of like, she's my sounding board. So she was like, I think that you are not finding a lot of joy in fatherhood. And that really hit home with me. I was like, mm. this is probably not good. Um, and, and to some extent, it is very difficult to be a father. Like, don't get me wrong. I love my children. The joy that they bring to my life, I cannot imagine my life without them. I love them. Um, but um, the anger thing, the temper thing, it's something that now I need to reevaluate what I'm what I'm going to do in order to not have my peace taken away by um, my situation. Right. Mm -hmm. I think we did an episode where we said, like, when when you cannot, I think it was the gentleman episode where you cannot change your situation. You need to change yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I have been resisting. That change. <laughs> well, it's not easy. No. Yeah, but um, and it takes practice too. You know, I do. I, yes. I mean, you've been a father of for six years, right? Correct. So I think, and and it 
it has its stages. Yes. Because they're, they're a baby, and then the second baby comes, and the first baby treats the other baby really cute, and then everything's really cute still. Then as they start growing and they start becoming more aware, you know, they start, they're exploring too, and they're growing and learning, and they want to see how far they can push it sometimes and limits and yeah. what they can do and what new stuff they can do. For us, we see them do certain things, and you're like, what were you thinking? And for them, it's just like, I don't know. I'm just me, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so much simpler for them. And we overanalyze everything where it's like a lot of the frustration comes from. Because I, I think you and I are more alike every single day, right? Because when we were talking about this episode, it's like, yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm reading the outline. <clears throat> and it's like we struggle kind of like with the same items, you know? Yeah. How about you, Ivan? I mean, I feel like I'm I'm on the same boat as you. I I always thought that I was a very patient person growing up, and then I had kids, and then I quickly realized, man, I am not patient at all. Um. So, like, I mean, I feel like I'm still learning. Like, you know, our firstborn, you know, she's now a toddler, so we're going through that. Mm-hmm. She's always pissed off phase or she everything is hers mine mine mm. uh and then you, now you have the middle one who's like crawling all over the place she's mobile now uh-huh and then you have so it's like it's like we like we're going through the the, the toddler phase with lily and then she's going to grow out of it but then pia is going to become a toddler mm-hmm. and then olivia is going to become a toddler so it's like like you get ahead of it but then it's like crap it's going to happen again mm-hmm. um but no, I mean, I feel like I'm I'm kind of on in the same boat. On the same boat. I think a lot of it has to do with your on a constant state of alertness, mm-hmm. and you're always on the edge of your seat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I that's what it is. And 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 whether we acknowledge it or not, it's stressful mm-hmm. to to live like that for long periods of time. <laughs> And what happens with stress, it has to come out somehow, somehow yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And, and and it doesn't always come out the way that you want and, and, it to come yeah, exactly. out. Yeah, exactly. And then uh-huh. you're like, crap. Again, we're, we're like human, right? Yeah. Exactly. So. Ni modo, la cagué. ¿Qué quieres que te diga? Yeah, and, and, you know, I, I'm seeing, I'm looking at the outline and again, it's like, Gustavo, you get your short fuse from your dad. My dad is same thing, very short fuse, like to the point where I was, I grew up like scared of mm. my dad of like doing anything that would like trigger him, um, which is not a way for a kid to to live. Like you don't know what is going to trigger him. Um, just like if my kids don't know what's going to trigger me, that is not a good experience of of a father, which um, made me to think of like, okay, it, know thyself, right? What are your triggers? Um, mm-hmm. I think it's helpful, just like we said, like all all that stress bottles up and and has to come out somehow. Um, but if you can identify what are the things that are making you um, start to get 
going in that direction, check yourself. Um, for me, is like um, when 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 I'm not well rested and I'm not well physically. Um, so I started working out three times a week and starting to eat a little bit healthier and basically doing the practices from Exodus 90, sleeping seven hours a night um, because, you know, it, it seems like very logical for anybody who wants to try to live a healthy lifestyle to be like, well, eat a little bit healthier, get your rest, um, do some physical exercise because, you know, we learn from Legally Blonde that people with endorphins don't kill people. Mm. Um, <laughs> the more and more we talk about it, the more reference to movies <laughs> is what this podcast has become. But um, anywho, uh, to the point is like, how do... I guess the, do you guys recognize your your triggers when you see them coming like a mile away kind of thing? Mm -hmm. I think for me is um, I, I I I get really upset when things don't go the way they're supposed to go. Okay, those are those those are the things that I and and it it sucks, you know. Like it's 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 kind of stupid, but I like for example, you know, when you eat food. It goes in your mouth and then you swallow it. It doesn't come back out and then you throw it everywhere. You feed it to the dog. Looking at you, Pia. <laughs> hey, <laughs> your bath mouth, my goddaughter. So it's like little things like that that mm -hmm. shouldn't piss me off, but they do because it's it's like, no, you're supposed to eat it. Like, yeah. why are you throwing it everywhere? You had it in your mouth. Yeah. You were chewing it. <laughs> and now it's on the floor. <laughs> Um, or, you know, drivers that are, you know, swerving through traffic and this and that, and they're just racing towards a red light or racing towards traffic. I'm like, why? Why do you do that? It's like, why? <laughs> I'll come back to that. Go ahead. I'll let you finish. But, you know, it's just, I, I and you know what? And I just recently discovered, discovered this, that like when things don't go the way they're supposed to go. I just get upset and I do you and, think it's a control thing? Yes. For me, it is. It's like, I, I'm the one that tries to like make everything, make sure everything is flowing the way it's supposed to be flowing. Mm -hmm. If there's a problem, I want to fix it. Like that's me. Like mm -hmm. I want to fix everything. I think that's men in mm -hmm. general, but yes. And obviously we're not always going to do that. And Nayeli always has to remind me, like, especially when I get upset with the girls, which which does happen often. Um, she she'll call me out. She'll tell me like, "You need like they're kids. They're she's mm -hmm. a year old. Like she doesn't know any yeah. better." And and I I truly know that, and I understand that. Um, and and I try to work on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like, yeah, like when things don't go the, the way they're supposed to be going, I, I get upset. And then wokeness and social justice warriors oh. piss me off. We yeah. could make another. That's a whole season. different episode. <laughs> That's a <laughs> whole different for a episode. Everything there. sucks yes. in the world. Everything what are we doing sucks. Now? So when I read news, when I go on Daily Wire or yeah. 
listening to Joe Rogan or whatever or Daily Wire for me is like half information, half entertainment. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what it is. So yeah. Infotainment. Those... Mm-hmm. Just there like this podcast, I guess. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. about you, Gustavo? Um yeah, I'm I'm gonna echo a lot of what Ivan said. You know, it's it I am the same way of when things don't go a certain way that I have planned or they ha- that I have made an image of something of of a weekend or a project or a meal, mm. my mood goes immediately south. Um and I have plenty triggers, you know, I mean kids being kids. <laughs> that's a trigger. Um because it's always like te dije que te ibas a caer. That's a you very know? Mexican thing. Yeah. It's a totally Mexican thing. Ven para levantarte. But it but it <laughs> Ven para levantarte. Yeah. My dad used to always tell me that when I That fell. is like get up. Come here so I can pick you up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you have to get up. Know, to do. <laughs> that's really funny. That though. is great. Got Caro's sister once got mad at her and, and she told her, Caro, o vienes o voy. <laughs> and she said, pues vele, come <laughs> You either come here, Ooh. you either come here or I'll go there. That's what it translates to. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, messes. I, I'm not good at handling messes. Like when I see them on Instagram where the kid is like filled with flour and he had like, just put like a whole tub of peanut butter on this brother <laughs> and then dump the flour on top of him like that. And they're all like white and covered and the kitchen is a mess. That ain't funny for me. It, it literally gives it me a visceral reaction. It causes anxiety because I'm like, oh my gosh, who's going to clean that? You know, <laughs> typically the dad, because maybe the dad is would let it happen. Um, bad drivers. Oh my goodness, I dude. Man, I can't. Last week I had again a fit of rage. I will call it that because that what it, that's what it was. We were driving, I don't remember where we were going. But there was construction on our main intersections. Mm-hmm. And like all four you you couldn't turn left on any of the of the intersections, right? And there's this ginormous sign that says do not turn left. So traffic can only go when when the light turned green, it can only go forward. Straight. Yeah, you can't you can you can make a right turn, but you can only no left turn and there was a ginormous sign. And the other indicator that you couldn't turn left, it was the all of the other cars coming straight. I know where this is right. Going. So there's a car in front of me and then I am the second car in the light. This line turns green, and this person in front of me has their their left signal turned on, <laughs> and they pull up to the into the intersection to try to turn left. There's literally twenty cars coming back to back. I just lost it. I just like start honking my horn as hard as I could, and Caro is like next to me. He's like, "Calm down." It's like it's okay. I'm like. It does not. You know, you have to know that people in Arizona carry guns with them. I, so. I, I acknowledge that after I calm myself down at the other light. I'm like, that guy could have shot me, you know? But it was a Prius. So I was like, 
<laughs> How dangerous can he be? Ooh, he Ooh, cares about the yes. environment. <laughs> so, so yeah, traffic for me oh, is man. a big one. Is yeah. a big one, and I feel really, like, really bad about myself and about the person when I end up doing something bad in traffic because I'm not, mm. I'm not like the perfect driver, right? I, yeah. I try to be very conscientious when I drive. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, like. Poor service is another one. Like my dad is like, if we go to a restaurant and the service is bad, he'll verbally say it out loud. It's like, this sucks in front of the server. You know? <laughs> you know what? This thing that is your job, you're really bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's there's a lot. You know what bothers me is like there's there's people that I know that would like be mean on purpose to the servers. When they're not mm. getting their way in restaurants, I'm like, do you know they handle your food and they can easily spit, spit on, on it? it. Yeah. <laughs> like, always be nice to your servers. I mean, no, be nice to, to people. But you don't have to be a rich yeah. about everything. Um, but, yeah, yeah those, I mean, that's just, it, it's, uh, I, I don't want to say that it's the little things, but it's, it's, it's most of the things that, I guess most of the things that we've mentioned is like most of the times are things that are out of our control. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that we control is our reaction to the thing, you know, Um, we are trying to get the kids not to say stupid at home. Um, We are telling them like, you do not say stupid. You say silly or something else um but deanne and i are having a conversation and invariably one of the two of us <laughs> will say will stupid, say stupid. <laughs> and oliver and emilio are now there they can they are when we are like clean up your toys they don't listen to us but if any of the two of us say stupid they're like you say you said the s word <laughs> mommy daddy you said yes i'm like i know i'm sorry i should have said silly and um those kind of things is like it's the little things what do you do when you have the situation presented to you and and, and you react you want to react with a visceral thing but you need to pump the brakes take a breather know what you're going to do because you know if you're in traffic with the girls in the van and they see how you react they're like yeah well that's how you handle that's someone who is exactly. being a poo-poo head in the intersection mm-hmm. right instead of being like well let's just pray for this good person that doesn't know better you know All right but this is most of the time like who are we kidding not everybody reacts <laughs> like that unless you're like a saint if you're that person, please send us an email so we can learn your ways. Um, but yeah, I, I think that most of my experience of like surrender, which is like, it's a good segue into the, uh, what, what do we do? Like, what are some of the things that, that we can tell people that are listening that, that are like practical stuff that can help with um, specific specifically controlling um, our temper. Um, and, you know, the the two things that have helped me the most has been fasting and prayer. Um, because 
I think that, it, and even Deanna has brought up this, like when you're fasting, you're like way more patient, way more um, in control of your emotions because you are voluntarily uh, denying yourself of sustenance or something good, which is food, and offering that little sacrifice for whatever uh, reason could be for the good of your family, for someone that uh, asked you to pray for them, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and um, I think that, like you said, Gustavo, is like it, it, it stages in life, right? Um, my kids are not going to always be five, four, two, and six months. Mm -hmm. It's it's not going to last forever. And I want to do something because it is affecting Deanna and it's affecting the kids. I want to be the dad that God wants me to be. So I started rereading this book uh, called Wild Things um, about uh, raising boys. And then um, I realized that Oliver has changed to a different face. So he went from the explorer to the lover, according to the, the authors. So he needs different things now. Mm -hmm. And, and, and then Emilio needs, right? Because Emilio is still like complete explorer and he's trying to like figure out what is happening. He gets very crazy, but Oliver is starting to get like a little bit more tender hearted. So I need to discipline him differently. So he doesn't, cry inconsolably when I am like stern with him, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, those kind of things that you need to adapt to the situation. Um, so, um, I don't know. It's, I'm very like into, um, uh, self-help books and things like that, but that in combination to like going mm -hmm. to the source, going to Jesus and just, if you're struggling with, with your fatherhood, I mean, Talk to your spiritual director, talk to your priest, talk to your friends. Uh -huh. I'm basically treating the podcast as my personal <laughs> therapy. <laughs> That's good. It's a good outlet. <laughs> you know? So thank you, our 10 listeners, for listening. <laughs> um, so the first time we did Exodus 90, I really don't think I got anything out of it other than losing weight. Because I was always frustrated mm. that I wasn't able to get the the seven hours to sleep in, that I wasn't able to establish the routine because it's life, right? I mean, you, you have a family and certain things happen. Sometimes like a kid is like up sick or like they're scared at night and they wake you up five times a night because there's wind outside or whatever. Mm -hmm. And And for me, that kind of like started becoming secondary. My primary was like, I am not getting enough sleep. So I'm not going to be able to get up tomorrow to do my exercise before I go to work. So my whole day is crap. And that's that was kind of like a constant for for those 90 days. You know, so I was getting a lot more prayer in, which is always very good. But I guess the perfectionist side of me was like very frustrated that I wasn't doing it as well as I could. But that's totally an attack from the devil, you know, because especially when you're doing things to become closer to God, I think that's when 
That's when he attacks you. That's the most. when he attacks you the most. Mm-hmm. You're trying to get closer to him, and he'll get you in your weaknesses. Right? It's like ah, this guy has a really short fuse. I'm just gonna drop this cup of milk right in the couch, and boom, <laughs> you know, and 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 that happens. And 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 yes, so Exodus ninety for me. The second time around, I think I was a little bit more fruitful in terms of like recognizing all other. The other good thing is that as you have a, a wife that calls you out, I have one that calls me out, you know, and I have two girls that call me out now because they're at age. They're like, dad, why are you mad? You know, something, something wrong. Go to your room. Cause yeah. <laughs> so, so yes, I mean, God always uh, uh, is kind hearted enough to tell me, you know what? Same as Diana, you know, it's like, you gotta, live your fatherhood a little better, you know, in terms of like how much you can offer as a dad. And the other thing is like, obviously them as moms, they get frustrated too, you know? So she tells me when I get frustrated, I I don't need you to get frustrated. I need you to be like the opposite and kind of like balance it out because both of us frustrated, nobody wins. So work on that. Is like, please help me when I get frustrated. You gotta like be that like balancing balancing act. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So there's there's a little a uh, 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 calmer. You know, there's peace in in the household because there's always going to be frustrations on a daily basis. And I think, like you said, recognizing those triggers and where they're coming from would would allow us to be more proactive about. Okay, where is this gonna go? A mess. Okay, well, we'll clean it up. Mm. You know, but we're just so react. I'm very reactive. I, I, in that moment, I'm like, boom. Mm-hmm. You know, you explode. I I'm explode. The, I'm the same I'm way. I explode. Like yesterday, just as a perfect example, I was, I was struggling with a with a bad back all week because I was doing some work around the house and I kind of like threw my back out. So I went into the. It was after the football game or whatever i went into the bathroom and because we have a very curious two-year-old i have to lock the door and when i came out of the of my room Ana lucia was like hiding in the dark hall and she like scared me (laughs) and i jolted because she legit scared me i was not expecting it (laughs) and and i i I hurt my neck because I kind of like twitched back <laughs> and I was pissed. I was pissed because I was like, now my, my back's hurting. Now my neck's hurting. I can't turn We're around. Just laughing. It's, <laughs> no, it's funny now. Right. And that's how I should have taken it. Mm-hmm. In retrospect, you're like, she was just trying to have fun. And yeah. she came up and apologized because she saw that I genuinely got hurt. I wasn't like being like a wuss about it. With a bad back and like the neck, it was just like click. I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna sleep right, buddy. I immediately go to the future. I'm like, this is gonna suck later. Mm. You know what I mean? Instead, yeah, yeah. instead of like yeah, trying yeah, yeah. to figure out that moment and 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 like, do, this is going to be the worst exactly. thing in the world, and there's nothing that can change it. Exactly. So, so it's it's a struggle. This little book that um, I think we're gonna do another episode on potentially uh, searching for. 
searching for and maintaining peace, a small treatise on peace of heart is like a must-have if, again, like us, you struggle with like temper and stuff like that, especially. Who wrote it? Um, Father Jacques Philippe. Okay. Um, and again, I won't get into the details of the book, but it's, it's, it's wor well worth your time. It's a really quick read. Um, it's a small book, but it, uh, I'll, I'll just read a little bit of, of it because I thought it was a good way of showing this, right? How do we show the face of Christ to our kids on a daily basis? So it, it talks about that pretty much the essential truth that this book is trying to present is that um, it is of great importance that we strive to acquire and man maintain interior peace, the peace of our hearts. But It says, in order to understand this, we can use an Im the image, um, consider the surface of a lake above which the sun is shining. If the surface of the lake is peaceful and tranquil, the sun will be reflected in this lake. The more peaceful the lake, the more perfectly it will reflect, be reflected. If, on the contrary, the surface of the lake is agitated, undulating, then the image of the sun cannot be reflected in it. So, That's what it is, right? So the sun, if our soul is always troubled and we're always angry and we're always anxious and we're always all the things that we've been talking about, the face of God is not going to be reflected to people if we're mm -hmm. like that. So the basis of the book is that we have to find ways of, of being at peace. Be still like water. Mm -hmm. Being at peace Uh, and then and it, it really gets into the what I was talking about the it's a spiritual battle you know we have to recognize that mm -hmm. that all of these like bursts of anger that we that we suffer with is that doesn't come from nowhere you know it's a spiritual battle for our souls and the souls of our families and you hit it in the head Walter when you said you have to be able to recognize where those things are coming from and you have to be able to acknowledge them to be able to Um, battle them essentially right you have to name them mm -hmm. so the the little book has a lot of good tidbits on it that i think it, it warrants kind of like its own little episode because this is something that we're going to struggle with forever yeah. you know but things like this getting good resources and talking it out and seeing okay what are you doing what are you doing you know Is, what are you doing great. did we go over what you no doing? not yet no uh i mean it's i mean it's pretty much the the same way as you guys you know i definitely uh, i mean prayer is a big thing um but i i have to take a breather like i have to not a breather but i just kind of have to like step back and mm -hmm. like okay what happened and Process. why did i get yeah I'm a big processing guy. Like, yeah. Now, yeah, they will ask me a question, and then sometimes I don't respond, and she gets mad. Like, are you ignoring me? I'm like, no, no. I'm just I'm thinking about it. And she's like, well, can you say something? <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm like thinking. I'm processing. That's just how I am. Um, <clears throat> so like I I yeah like I have to kind of like collect myself, and then I I have to make amends where I messed up, which. I think it happens on a daily basis, but you know, I love my kids to death, kind of like you, Walter. I can't imagine my life without them. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so for me to just be angry at all the little things that are going to happen, like, yeah, I mean, it's 
there's no excuse for that. You know, it's they're gonna Pia's gonna continue to spit food out of her out of her mouth. Uh, Lily's gonna continue to be bouncing off the walls. Like they're they're not forever, but not forever, but but they're kids. You know, they're exploring. They're they're, for the foreseeable future. Yeah, they're figuring out who they are and. The last thing that I want is for them to be like, man, dad's always angry. Yeah. Yesterday, sucks, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday we, we went to, to St. Bernard of Clairvaux for mass. Uh, the bishop said mass for the, they had like a Padre Pio celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went there for mass and we were running late. So, um, you know, and then it's raining outside. <laughs> so, and I'm like, flustered so like i take pia and lily to the car and then lily now goes to the back row and then you know she'll sit in her car seat well she didn't sit in her car seat she just went to the back seat and i'm like lily get in your car seat and she's like no she didn't say no she was just like playing around she just wasn't listening Mm -hmm. i'm like lily get in your car seat and she's looking at me so then i go into the van to grab her and when i went in to grab her she flinched and I'm like, crap. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and I boo. Don't, yeah. like Boo and Monsters, Inc.? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, ex- yeah, exactly like that. And it hurt me. Like, that mm-hmm. hurt my heart. I'm like, and I don't, I don't hit my kids. I, I really don't. I, well, that, that's una nalgada, like, you know, yeah, like yeah. I, you Spank. know, well, we're intimidating. You know, yeah. The but, size of our bodies compared to like a two, three year mm-hmm. old. <laughs> so that freaking bear. Yeah. Yeah. To their eyes. Yeah, exactly. So just watching her flinch and she like closed her eyes and like crap. So like I grabbed her and like I sat her down, I buckled her in. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, I just have to realize that a lot of these things are just not in my control and I have to be okay with that. I just have to roll with it and I can't get angry at every little thing. And I do appreciate that Nayeli does a very good job of reminding me. Mm-hmm. She really does. Like she is so patient with the girls. You know, she has her moments where she gets frustrated as well. I mean, she stays home with them all day. I get to go to work and I get to have, you know, a few Separation. hours. Yeah. And she doesn't have that. So the fact that she still gets to be joyful and patient and then I'm away from them and then I get home and I get angry. Like that's not okay. You know, mm-hmm. so like it's definitely something that I'm trying to work on, and I think it's going to be a a lifelong process, but it's it's attainable, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. and to give you even more hope, I have two examples of um, saints that I found on this uh, article called "The Struggles of the Saints," and and there's a whole bunch of um, saints that struggle with different several different things like anxiety and depression uh, but specifically for um anger uh it i found out that saint jerome had a, like a really a, abrasive personality and he was easily upset and he had the trouble controlling his anger um so he he always always like um making enemies who with with people that that try to like oust him of his position where where he was um, and then, but the thing is like, he, he always had a, a, a fair amount of remorse when he lost his temper, um, which led him to repent, uh, and make amends to those he offended. So in a way, Ivan is kind of like St. Jerome. 
Mm. Um, it, it, but he is like a good example that we can still be saints, even though we have a temper and, and, and even a hard time getting along with others. Um, it's not just about being nice or getting everybody's approval. It's, it's about, you know, doing the right thing. And if we make mistakes, make amends for it and, and try to control our tempers. And the second one is St. Francis de Sales. Um, he struggled with anger. Uh, when certain jokes were made about him, like he he uh, had that fault that I was talking about of tending to take things personally, like your uh, shirts, like my shirt. <laughs> what about my shirt? <laughs> uh, and it says that he battled anger for like 19 years until he kind of had it under control. Um, he took the problem and learned as much as he could about himself as and human nature, which is kind of like the know thyself that we were talking about. And then I didn't know this, but, but a result of that, he wrote Introduction to the Devout Life, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, it's one of the most popular books for guiding people through the spiritual journey. So in, the, in this little book, uh -huh. uh, The Searching for and Maintaining Peace, the last part of it is like what the saints say. And mm -hmm. St. Francis de Sales is one of the ones that is listed here. Well, there you go. And he's saying that God is a God of peace. Yes. Uh, and it gets into a whole argument about what that means. So that's interesting that you brought him up. And he's known as the gentleman saint. So I, I've always like kind of perused uh, Introduction to the Devout Life and had it on my to-read list. But I guess now I need to like, I feel like way more close to St. Francis of Sales now. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, you had a bad temper too? Okay, <laughs> let's be friends. Um, I mean, and the a bonus one, St. Peter was a hothead and he became Pope. So, you know, there's mm -hmm. that. Um, if he can do it, I can do it. If he can do it, you can totally do it. Um, and it's a, it's also a, a big exercise in detachment. Yes. I think, you know, especially yeah, like for you absolutely. and me, Ivan, that we're talking about of like, control freaks and you want things to happen a certain way perfectionist perfectionist it's not that's you know humility and detachment and it's tough i struggle with it a lot you know because like you said it's always about being two steps ahead and and, and having a plan and that just leads to a lot more anxiety because you're not living the now essentially you're always trying to plan for the future and and this book goes into uh, um, that exercise of like detachment to maintain a free and detached soul so mm -hmm. i thought that was pretty cool about it what well, one other thing that i was just thinking when you were saying that 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 i realized is that when i was growing up Whenever I wronged someone or I messed up or I got angry at anyone, I was terrible at apologizing. Mm. Like I, I wouldn't, I just, we would just kind of forget about it. You know, like with your, you're growing up with your cousins and it's like 30 minutes later, we just like get over it. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of how it was. I so like, I, I, I can, I don't really remember times where like I apologized for what I, when I wronged someone, which is, which is so bad to think, 
but I feel like I really learned that as an adult, and especially now that I'm married. Um, like when I, you know, especially like if I, if I didn't do something or I said something wrong to Nayeli, like I feel like I'm always the first one. Not, and this is not something against her, but I feel like I'm always the first one. Like I'm sorry that I did that. Like I apologize, and. Yeah, like I mean, I I feel like you know if if you're someone who struggles to 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 kind of like make amends or to apologize, it's so freeing to do that. But also like also like mean it, you know, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like be sincere about it. Not just saying it so everything like, comes back to normal. Perdóname, I'm sorry. No, like actually meaning it. Um, and that's something that you know I learned as I went. Nice. That's that's. That's really good. Yeah, I think it always um being the the taking the initiative to bring the peace back to the household is something that I also need to be better at because I feel like I I wallow in my annoyance, you know. Same. And and if it's like estoy enojado y estoy enojado and I want to stay in this place <laughs> until I you know, I want everyone else to feel the pain that I'm feeling. It's like, it's very childish, to mm-hmm. be honest. And do you think it's gotten worse since you've been working from home? Um, I mean, it definitely has played a factor because it, it's um, like that compartmentalization. The lines are blurred now. Mm-hmm. So... And actually, that's, that's, really, I, uh, that's a really good point because I talked to Deanna about it and she brought it up. It's like you had like a 40 minute commute where you were just like listening to your podcast or an audio book mm-hmm. where you had time your to time. like mm-hmm. prepare to be your on your uh, five to nine as I call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that there's not, there's not that time. So now she's really good at like, do you need to get out? Do you want to go get a cup of coffee? You need to go for a drive. You know, she gives me those opportunities. And uh, I think that pride sometimes get the best, gets the best of me. And I'm like, no, I'm fine. I'm going to stay here. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I will tough it out. I tell you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Guilty. Exactly. I'm guilty of that too. Yeah. So, yeah, me too. Um, yeah. So guys, listen to your wife's. This, like, yes very much that's the best advice we can give in this podcast if, pretty much if you get one thing out of this episode is listen to listen your to your wives mm-hmm. <laughs> what is the <laughs> scripture that says that one that finds a wife finds a a gem of uh high worth i'm probably butchering it but seriously guys <laughs> I, I maybe we just got lucky and we just got like three really good ones but um anyways or maybe if you if you get anything else out of of this uh episode it's just uh let go and let god mm-hmm. until until we make the the review of that book that yeah. Gustavo uh read yeah and the last tidbit from the book is it says that god can work with anything even even with our sins you know so he'll make something good out of it we just have to keep at it and um yeah go to the sacraments Stay close to the Lord in those moments, you know, go to confession and adoration helps a lot, you know, prayer, constant yeah. prayer and constant conversation. 
And while you're making your examination of conscience, we're going to thank you for listening to this episode of Arbatos Catholic Podcast, the show where three Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. If you like the podcast and want to help us out, there are several things that you can do. In Apple Podcasts, subscribe, rate, and review. In YouTube, you can subscribe, like, and turn notifications on. And also share the podcast with your friends and family. And if you really like the podcast, you can buy us a coffee, literally. Go to buymeacoffee.com slash barbatus in order to caffeinate us. And if you buy us a coffee, you automatically get a shout out in one of our episodes. And if you don't like the podcast, well, just keep it to yourself and let others make their own mistakes. We are on Instagram at Barbatus Catholic Podcast. You can send us an email at hello at barbatuscatholicpodcast.com. On the web, we are at barbatuscatholicpodcast.com, where you'll find the show notes for this episode and more. Bless us, Casey. Pray, Pray for, for us. us. Until the next time.